This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Put It In The Mixer, the new branch of the Oak Road Hatter podcast. I'm Billy Mully and I'm delighted to be joined by the star of today's show, Andy Burgess. Andy, how are you getting on? Hi Billy, yeah, good to be here. Um, lots to talk about, lots to digest and uh, and discuss, but uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, a lot to discuss, of course. First ever episode of Put It In The Mixer, um, the, the new branch of Oak Road Hatter podcast where we will be speaking to Andy Burgess on on a regular basis to hear his thoughts and for him to deliver some analysis on talking points and I think Andy it is probably the best game to mm. to start with lots of goals lots to talk about um ultimately not on the right end of a five goal thriller but at the same time it, it's a lot to a lot to pack into one episode absolutely yeah um you know, it promised to be an exciting game. Um, I think, uh, obviously, with West Brom's form coming into it, um, we knew it wasn't going to be easy. They're on a massive bounce at the moment. They've, they've been phenomenal over the last, well, since the new manager came in and, um, and and have really been on an upturn. But when, you know, we spoke about it last week, when we've got players like we've got, we always felt we had a chance at home um, at, at Kenworth Road and, um, it, yeah, it, it was prom- it promised to be a exciting game, and it and it turned out to be. You know, three two is a is a scoreline synonymous with Luton Town. Unfortunately, we were on the on the wrong end of it this time. Yeah, as you say, three two. There's been a lot of three twos, especially at Kenilworth Road um, over the years, and, and unfortunately on the wrong side of it this time. And and just looking at West Brom, we've mentioned going into the game, 24 points from 10 games, which is now 27 points from 11 games. And, and Carlos Corbren's side are now in a playoff place after, well, when he took charge, they were in the relegation places. That so just shows what a good job he's done already. 
Before we get into it all today, a quick plug to all our socials. Twitter, we are at Oak Road Hatter. Instagram, we are Oak Road Hatter Pod. Website is, of course, www.oakroadhatter.com. And today's episode is the first that we've visualised. So we're going to be on YouTube. And so follow us, uh, subscribe to us, sorry, on YouTube and, and share this video. Um, it is, of course, Oak Road Hatter. Um, so, yes, without further ado, Andy, I think that the first place to start with was probably looking, um, before we go into the analytical side of things, is looking at the result. Um, Luton's still in that that sort of playoff chasing pack. Um, I, I guess whilst we're not too disappointed, given you know we are still part of that, of that pack, um, it, it could have been a very, very good afternoon starting with, with two goals in 10 minutes. Yeah, brilliant start. You know, as you say, uh, I think if we could have held on even for a point, I think it would have been a fabulous point in the end. Uh, as we'll see on the when we when we look at their goals, I think I think they'll point at, at real quality and we'll point at lots of things that we could have done better. But yeah, I mean, we've had some fam- fantastic results over Christmas, those three, three victories uh, on the spin. Uh, were 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 very timely. Were fantastic for obviously for Rob Edwards and um, obviously coming in and, and and having the 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 reversal at Middlesbrough in his first game to to have three games on paper, which you know we were all very tough, were all very difficult, were all were all massive tests for us, and to come through with nine points in the QPR Norwich and uh, Huddersfield games were was a fantastic return. Um, so. It put us in a position where you could go into games like this, and yes, we wanted us to win. You know, we probably would have taken a draw before the game, but um, you know, I think it, it probably speaks volumes that we've come away from it um, so disappointed not not to get anything. Especially, as you say, you know, fantastic start. Ten minutes in, both centre forwards have got two two fabulous goals, and um, and we're in the ascendancy. We're on the front foot, you know, and the crowd are behind behind the team, um, and you want to build on that, and it. It's you know it's an old saying two 0 is a really dangerous score, um, and I think the timing of the goals were the, the killer really. Uh, you know four or five minutes before, or I think six minutes before our time, they got the one back, and then two in quick succession in the second half, and that really was a you know a couple of sucker punches. And um, yeah, I think overall we'll look at it and we'll come away really really disappointed that we haven't won the game. Um, that we haven't got a point and 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 we've we've come away with nothing. But um, yeah, it was a it was a, a good start that we we couldn't we couldn't just get that extra goal uh, and kill the game off really. And as we say, it was a brilliant start. Colton Morris um, opening the scoring, and I'll I'll let you start with your analysis here, Andy, because it was brilliant, brilliant start to the game. Of course, and I'll, I'll let you run through this from here. Yeah, so I think obviously it's a good ball from Bree into Morris. He does well to hold it up. It's a good run by Doherty, which which allows him uh, pressure to, to to ease on him. Uh, Adebayo makes a good run across the centre half, again allowing that space. It's it's a Morris. Look, he looks like he's gonna. He could pop it into Adebayo. He could go wide to Bell, and I think it's just the again he could go wide to Bell. I think anybody else in that position goes wide to Bell, and the fact that he's got that shot off is. The fact that he's taken the shot probably tells you where he is in terms of um, in terms of his mentality at the moment, uh, in terms of his his confidence. Um, I'd like to have seen the reaction if it hadn't have gone in because I think there's a few questions would have been asked by Adebayo and uh, by Bell. But if we just show it again, again, 
good ball forward. The run from Doherty just takes the full back out the way um, and gives him that space. There's a little bit of a powder buff tackle by the by the West Bromley fielder. But again, from this position, you think there's no chance he's scoring from here. It's a decent run from Adebayo getting across the centre half, again, which allows that space. But, you know, anybody else goes probably goes wide here to Bell and gets in the box for a cross. He doesn't, he doesn't, he looks... From here, if you see the reverse angle, he actually shoots between the legs of the defender, which is a fantastic shot. The goalkeeper's thinking he's going wide. I think the goalkeeper's got his arm out to, to get his defence across. Um, but it's just a fabulous strike. And again, it you know we've seen him score all types of goals, Carlton Morris. We've seen him score those. We've seen him score tappings. We've seen him score volleys from six, seven yards out. We've seen him tapping from a yard. Headers. He is, he is an ultimate all-round centre-forward who... You know, we know we we broke our transfer record. We're not sure what it was, but we know we broke our transfer record to sign him, um, and he's become a a fantastic signer. And I think we we you know we looked at Adebayo last season, and not many people, all right, we might have pointed to his injuries causing us a slight problem, but a centre forward probably wouldn't have been top of too many people's uh, shopping list last summer. But the fact that, that the club have gone and got him, we've like the, the recruitment team have, have identified him. Um, and he's gone in and he's and he's done brilliant. Um, but a lot of what I'll say is, and, and on these goals and on this analysis, is about running forward. And I think if Doherty doesn't run forward here, I don't. I think he gets pressured and he probably plays it off. So movement and running forward is so important. Adebayo running forward, making a move, uh, supporting players. Again, Bell supporting on that left hand side means that the fullback can't uh, overcover, can't come in, and it leaves that gap between the defender marking Adebayo. Um, that he shoots into again with the with the space there. Again, players running forward and the strike is just it's absolutely top draw. It's 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 a, a sign of a of a really confident Carlton Morris and and that celebration we're starting to see a lot at Kenilworth Road. Yeah, a brilliant goal, and I think when you when you break it down like that, um, you, you see the the positivity in, in sort of the movement. You, you see Doughty there making that burst. Adebayo, of course, is. Um, not had the the rub of the green, I, I guess, in in certain aspects of the game this season, but but excellent movement, and and I think that's something that that we've started to see under Rob Edwards. These sort of, um, I guess, more attacking runs and, and being more positive in in movement, and I think that's something um, that that's definitely definitely um, helped. You know, someone like Colton Morris to to use players like this, use them as, as I guess. Um, use them for bait really yeah. to, to create goal scoring moments like that and just looking at the strike itself he's, he's almost 90 degrees to the ball when he strikes it and, yeah. and Alex Palmer as we know is a very very good goalkeeper um, but he just does not see that coming and, and you know, it's credit to, to Colton Morris and going back to what you said that the types of goals he scores just makes him a, a continual threat throughout throughout 90 minutes and yeah a very very good goal to, to open the game and it did appear that, that um, going on to the second goal, Elijah Adebayo, um, I, who I thought had a, had a really, really good game, really positive, positive game for him. He, he caused a threat the, the entire 90 minutes, not just with the goal, but but going on to this second goal, Andy, um, again, brilliant movement in the box, a, a brilliant, brilliant ball from Bree and Adebayo doing what he does. Absolutely. And I think that for me, this is... This is an absolutely phenomenal ball from James Bree. I think everything about it is absolutely top class. And we have to 
be careful what we say about him at the minute because we know he's obviously the, the vultures are circulating a little bit. But I think this is what we'll miss from him more than anything: his dead ball situations and his delivery into the box. Because you know, if we look at it, it's there's not a massive area. You know, it's not like that uh, West Brom are holding a hugely high line, the edge of the box. There's not a great deal of a space to put it into, and and he finds it unbelievably. It's decent movement. We're quite we're quite congested in there. It's honest to God, it's an absolutely unbelievable ball. And Adebayo hasn't got a lot to do with it. You know, he hasn't he hasn't got to generate the power because there's power on the cross. He hasn't got to really get off the ground. It's sort of it's just it's it's as good a ball as you'll ever see at this level. And and if that was in the Premier League, if that was James Ward Prowse putting that in or someone like that, it would be it would be talked about for for ages. Because as I say, it's that second six yard box you talk about between the penalty spot and the six yard box and the, the quality and the, the pace and the, there's not a lot of height on it, um, but it's just, it's absolutely first class. And then the header is brilliant. And listen, the header, you know, as good as the ball is, the header is, is, is equally as good because it's gone in, it's, there's so much power on it. It's gone in middle of the goal into the corner. Again, as you say, Palmer's a very good goalkeeper at, at, at the level. And um, it's just, it just asks a question. And, um, you know, that, that, that type of quality is, is what we need to try and hold on to if we can in terms of Jamesbury. Um, because really and truthfully, we haven't got anybody in the squad. We've got decent pl- players who can put in a decent dead ball. But in terms of that, that that top draw, absolutely go and score a goal. You know, Adebay had to walk onto that. And that's, that's difficult to find at this level. 100%. And as you say, it highlights the importance of Jamesbury. Um, sometimes is. is- criticised with consistency of, of his set pieces but it always seems to be when when the first one is on song he is a, a threat he's a massive massive threat on that day and I think that that seemed to to be the case he got the first one completely right and was you know the delivery from corners and everything was on point we have to say and, and going two new up we mentioned it it was relatively early to go two goals up sometimes um can bring about a lot of pressure um I think immediately after the goal, I think we still responded well. I think we created a few opportunities to go even further ahead. Um, we were still very, very front-footed. Um, that's not to say West Brom didn't have their chances. They, they did seem to create chances at will throughout the game. Um, but but I still say we were in the ascendancy. Um, and then going on to, to Daryl DK's um, strike to half the deficit. Of course, Daryl DK is a, a player that's given us problems before, but but the timing of the goal... I guess disappointing to to concede in the manner we we conceded, um, and I'll, I'll let you take it away with a little bit more analysis. Yeah, um, it's a mess. The goal's a mess. Um, I think we're 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 caught between pressing and not pressing. I think we're caught between uh, whether to whether to. I think if I, if I, if I fire it up, sorry, wrong goal. If I fire it up. Uh, so Adebayo goes and presses, and it's not bad, but I think he can, if he cuts out the ball, the part, the pass there, and he's not far away. Let's be honest, you know, you can see how close he is. Uh, it's 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 tight, it's close. So all he needs to do is nick it, get a touch, and we're in. But this is the problem for me. There's our three midfielders. We are we're not pressing, we're not dropped off. There's no pressure on the ball. The space in behind the midfield is huge now. And and again, ten seconds later, we're in the same position. Campbell hasn't pressed. Uh, and Panzer hasn't pressed. All right, uh, Clark's gone in, and then Lockyer just gets done, absolutely done. He goes short, um, 
DK gets short. For me, there, just looking at it, for me, I, I don't understand why he doesn't pick it up or go with his hands. Um, I think he needs to be a bit braver there, the goalkeeper. And we may be, he may be thinking he's coming out of his box and we'll go through it again in a minute because there's lots and lots to talk about there. But um, I, I just think it's an error. It's not necessarily a huge error by Adebayo because he's gone and pressed, but I think a yard to his left and they don't get out. I think it goes to the other centre-half and, and Colton Morris goes and presses. So that's the first slight little little detail. And we are talking little details. And, you know, we're in the championship. We're playing against good players that get that. And, and, we, and we're nitpicking a little bit, but it all adds up. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, obviously, the midfielders have stepped on because they're pressed with Adebayo. And I get that. That's fine. But as soon as they beat the press, West Brom, then as a midfield, we need to drop off. If we're not going to press, if we're not going to go and get and engage the centre-half who's on, in possession of the ball, then we have to drop off because the space between our, mid, our back four, or our back three, sorry, and our midfield is huge. It's massive. And that, that what happens is... Uh, DK drops into the space that, that happens. Lockyer goes with him. Uh, Potts stays in behind him. And because Potts doesn't squeeze with Lockyer, there's a huge gap to, to, to spin into. And, and Lockyer gets far too tight. For me, Lockyer, Lockyer doesn't need to go and get tight with him because the danger is the goal. So Lockyer just needs to let him go. If the ball gets played into his feet, then Lockyer can go and get tight. But because Lockheed gets tight anyway, it's, it's brilliant movement. It's fantastic movement. And from a West Brom point of view, you'd say you'd say it's, it's great play and a good goal. The, the, the next thing for me is that the goalkeeper's starting position should be much higher. The ball is, is 10, 15 yards in the opposition half. As it comes over the top, for me, and again, we'll play it again now, for me, uh, Horvath should be, should be higher in his starting position. So that's what I'm saying. Can we force it to go to the other one where the pressure is? Again, it's it's really, really close. We've nearly nicked it. It's not quite happened. So now we can't put pressure on the ball. There's no one close enough. So we have to drop. We have to drop. We do we do a little bit, but not where, nowhere near enough. You know, once we, if we're not going to press now, if Campbell's going to go, he, go. He doesn't go. He doesn't go. He doesn't go. But there's huge gaps everywhere. It's difficult because you can't see it on the camera, but it's, it's, it's great movement. Lockheed gets totally done. Potts is too deep. Um, and then the ball over the top is a good one. Again, you know, for me, again, I, I think uh, DK is blocking the ball. He's not kicking it, he's blocking it. So therefore, for me, Horvath should be able to pick it up. Um, again, he might be he might be thinking it will be handball and he might be taking what he believes is a safe option of kicking it. So I can understand maybe why he hasn't, but I just think if his starting position is that little bit better, um, we're too deep off Lockyer. If Lockyer has gone in tight, which I don't think he probably should have done at that point, then then Potts needs to come up. Potts needs to squeeze with him. Um, but it's just, it's very, very disjointed. And whether that's mixed messages, because we're still a young side in terms of a Rob Edwards size, I don't know. Um, but there were lots and lots that I think we made it a little bit too easy there for West Brom to score that goal. Yeah, and it was... Not very typical of the goals we do concede. No, um, you know the work we do out of possession. Um, usually a lot tighter than that. And, mm. and there's always talk about triggers um, when when out of possession. Um, Adebayo goes to press and, and look to take advantage of, of Alex Palmer not trying to well not not being able to do too much with the ball and and you know he gets away with it. But you would have thought that that with that trigger with Palmer not really. Um, knowing what to do with the ball, that that could have pushed the midfield up, and and as yeah, you say there, I think um, I think as you say, I think we, if we show it again, I think Campbell could go. 
I actually think Campbell could go because he's not marking anybody. In fact, two of the midfielders, him and Pelle, aren't marking anybody. So, it, uh, sorry, there, there is a midfielder there, but he's not really causing a massive danger. So there, if Campbell continues, then we're on the press because Mo- Morris can Morris can centralize. I just think we're not massively outnumbered. So if if Campbell wants to release himself and go, he can. You know, Adebayo tries to have a little nibble, but but neither Pelly or, or Campbell engage him, and that that causes a problem. And as you say, it's not a goal typical that we do concede because it's it's it, it looks like we're hugely disorganised, um, and that's not us. We are usually really really organised. Um, but there was there was lots and lots to lots and lots to to look at there from a defensive point of view for us to uh, for, for for us to to do better. And then going on to the leveller, um, Jason Malumbi uh, equalising. Again, it was a goal that, that wasn't too typical of what we do concede. And, and um, again, a lot to unpack, I'm sure, for, from your perspective. But it, it was at a point of the game where, where Luton started after the break relatively well. Um, of course, West Brom was still remaining a threat, but I wouldn't really say West Brom were on top of that point. Um, but but it, it's... I guess in conjunction with the the eventual winner is the timing of those goals and, and again defensive issue or defensive mistakes um definitely definitely arose during those sort of two minutes of chaos and and yeah going on to that that Malumbi goal it was a difficult one to concede it was and again lots of lots of different issues I think uh, when we're talking about round pegs in, in square holes. I, I do think, I, I think that's been a little bit of a trend for a couple of seasons now. I was always quite against Naismith playing centre-half because I, I, I didn't see him being a natural defender. And I think you'll see on this goal, the, the Breed playing centre-half, he's not a natural defender. And people talk about natural goal scorers. You know, they put him in front of the goal, they're going to score a goal because it's natural to him. For me, being a centre-half, it's a natural thing where you go and put your body on the line to, to block shots. We've seen Lockyer. We saw at Blackpool, uh, you know, the amount of times people, you know, Lockyer block, block shot. That's, that to him is natural. To, to Sonny Bradley, it's natural. When a ball drops in, in, in the penalty area, you throw yourself in front of it. Reese Burkett, natural centre-halves are natural at defend, emergency defending. And although, the, you know, the, there's a question mark, well, there's a big question mark on the goalkeeper dropping the cross, and, and, I, and I'll talk about that in a moment, and, and the, there's other things that contribute to it. Bree here, for me, just needs to go and address the ball, go and close the ball. But if we, if we show it, always, we don't, we, I, don't, I don't think we get close enough to stop crosses. I think Bell can be closer. He can be a yard to his left to stop it coming in there. The goalkeeper's under no pressure and he's dropped it. That should be meat and drink. Now, for me, don't go on, go out and address the ball. I was always taught, go and, go and block the ball. Get out. Don't go on the line. Let the goalkeeper deal with that. The shot there, I think he has to do better with Horvath. He's not blocked. If you see it from the angle behind, he's not blocked. But this is a one. Bree just stops. Bree stop. He doesn't, for me, if that's, if that's Lockyer in that position, if that's uh, Sonny Bradley... They're getting out to the ball and throwing themselves in. Listen, they might not have not. He might not have blocked it anyway. Um, but for me, to, if if you've got a centre half throwing himself at you, you're, you're less likely to connect well. You're less likely to, to to drive the ball into the ground like he did. I, I do think we have an issue of stopping crosses. I don't think we do well enough. And I I will never forget. I, I had to play fullback once, and the, the only thing that I was told was, if they're going to cross the ball, 
cross it, and it happens on both the last two goals, the, 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 the equaliser and the winner, let them cross it in front of you. Because if they cross it in front of you, as a centre-half, you're coming onto the ball. You're not going back towards your own goal. You're not defending towards your own goal. It was probably more in the second goal that it showed that they'll show it. But on this one, again, it's it, it can be done better. Bell as a fullback needs to let him cross the, the, to, to his right. So take a yard to his left. It doesn't come into that area. Yes, Horvath's practiced them all week. He should be catching that 100%. Then as he drops it, can Clark be a little bit more committed? Not committed, but can he take a little bit more, get a better connection on it? Then can we get out to the ball? Can we go and block? I think Horvath should do better there. As you see, the angle from behind is not blocked. So he should see it, maybe hold on to it, maybe push it wide. And then, as I say, for me, three, I think it's Bell on the line or it might be Pelly. I have to get out to the ball. Yeah, He has to see, Malumba has to see somebody flying at him there. And I think we've stayed on the line. Reece tried to make himself big. And I, I just believe that that is, and, and, that, and I highlighted a couple of times two seasons ago that Naismith playing in that position, or last season, Naismith playing that, he didn't do that. He didn't get to the ball. He didn't block it. He didn't throw his body in there enough. And I think that comes from not having proper out-and-out centre-halves at times. And it doesn't, don't, don't, don't get me wrong, Bree and Potts playing in those wider centre-half positions, they're, they're positives. I've been looking at the, the passing stats today. They've been, re they were really good. They, they, you know, the quality into Morris for his goal from Bree, it, it, it does allow you to do that. But I just think when it comes down to the emergency defending, I think you see you see when they're not a natural centre half in those in those in the middle of the goal that can make themselves big and, and be horrible and, and chuck themselves and and really die for the cause. Yeah, yeah, as you say, um, this sort of defensive issue, of course, losing Peter Coso and, and Cal Naismith there, it's always seemed that that adding centre back would have been. Um, especially coming into the January transfer window priority. And I think that, that probably highlights it a little bit more that, that a centre-back is, an out-and-out -out centre-back is still required at Kenilworth Road this month. And going on to the, the last goal, the eventual winner happening just two minutes after Malumbi's strike, where you're trying to shore things up and, and ensure that they don't benefit from the momentum um, that's exactly what they did. They, they benefited from the momentum that they had, and um, Connor Townsend um, sticks in the back of the net, and, and that's you know not game over at that point, but, but it's a big, big sucker blow. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I said earlier the timing of the goals was a big thing for me. It was, you know, to concede just before half time is one thing because they they've got the momentum and at two one, you know, um, one moment, one one moment they're they're back on level terms, and and then to allow them that moment. And then, you know, four minutes later, three minutes later, to concede this was a was a disaster. And they were they were massively then in the ascendancy. And um and, and I just think, you know, goals change games, but I think time and a goal certainly change games. And these were two sucker punches that that really killed us. But again, it's come from that wide area. Again, it's I think we worked hard initially to stop the cross and they, I think they cut it back a couple of times, but then again it comes back to, I'll show it in a moment crossing from in front of you, allowing the centre-halves. And this really hi um, highlights it. It, it. it really highlights the fact that if you allow them to cross from behind, it makes it really difficult for the defenders. I do think having looking, looked at... I think Potts can do better. I think Potts needs to take it again. This is another... This is another he's not a natural centre-half. He can probably step, take two steps, a step a yard to his left. 
to cut out the, the cross across the front of the, the, the front post. Having said that, Lockyer doesn't. But I think Lockyer and Potts are thinking that Horvath is going to come and get it because it does dissect the centre of the um, the centre of the the goal. Uh, that the sorry the six yard box. So we work we work hard to stop the cross here, which is good. And then I think it's it's Pelly's got to do more. Again, they're crossing it from behind us. Again, we're not close enough. Again, they're crossing it from behind us. And as it comes in, it's just that yard from from all three centre halves. They're not bad positions, but the, listen, it's a it's a magnificent cross. But it goes through our centre. It goes through our six-yard box, and for me, it's got to be one or the other. And as you see at the back post, I think Doherty switches off, um, and it's a tap in at the far stick. But it, it's got to be one or the other. It's either got to be the three centre halves, or one of the centre halves at least steps in and, and and gets across his near post and clears it, or Horvath has got to come and get it. It can't be either. It can't be uh, neither, and and it was neither. Um, Again, as I say, you know that Pots, Pops, and uh, Pots and Bree perhaps wouldn't find themselves in that position all the time. They'd be out trying to stop the cross. I, I think Lockyer is, is thinking it's he's in not a bad position, Lockyer. So I think he's thinking this will be the goalkeepers. Um, but again, I think he'll be disappointed, Edwards, with with a lot of it. I think he'll be very disappointed with Doherty at the back post for switching off because you see there, Doherty is in a good position. He's got in goal side. He just switches off there. You can actually see if it's Doherty on the left-hand side. He it it just switches off. It's a magnificent cross. It's a, you know, again, from a West Brom point of view, you're saying, what a goal. But from a Luton point of view, even there, Lockyer almost seems to half go for it and thinking Horvath should be coming to get it. But maybe Horvath has got in the back of his head, you know, the two goals earlier. Um, you know, he's come off his line, not dealt with the first one. He's come off his line and dropped the second one. So, you know what? I'm just going to stay at home and let my defenders deal with it. Uh, but it's, it's it's disappointing. Again, for me, all three goals we could do better with. Um, but, you know, you have to say the, the, the last cross, that I think it was uh, Phillips who put it in. It is. It's a, it's a magnificent ball. Like Breeze, it's a fantastic ball and he's just walked onto it. But I think from our point of view, uh, we can do a lot. A lot better defensively. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. To stop it happening. And I think from then on, um, listening to, to Rob Edwards under the uh, uh, after the game, he, he mentioned about how the timing of the goals really, really mm-hmm. deflated them. Sort of the two in quick succession um, dealt them a bit of a blow in, in trying to get one back. Um, created a couple of good openings after that, but but nothing really clear cut. Um, but ultimately, looking back at the game, it's, it's three goals, three sort of moments in the game where we, we either switched off or, or mistakes were made. And, and as good as West Brom were, because I think it's important to stress they were a very, very good side. Not many teams come to Kenilworth Road and, and 
outplay us. We don't let teams really outplay us. And, and whilst they didn't outplay us for the full 90 minutes, there, there were definitely parts of the game where they did do that exactly. Um, and yeah, I think it's important to, to stress that there was also parts of our game that were really good. And as we mentioned, that that sort of first probably extended to 25 minutes where we, where we were on top and we were making things really, really difficult with, with Adebayo for me, really, really causing problems. Um, I think Daro Shea was given man of the match by, by the West Brom side of things. I think he appeared in the team of the week, but but in the first 25 minutes, Adebayo gave him a really, really difficult time. And it's exactly the kind of surface he does provide and, and something that, um, which is why even during sort of the difficulties he's had this season, whilst uh, wide trust has, has been put in him because he does bully defences and he does cause problems. And I think that was, that was good to see. And, and, whilst there were negatives and, and these three goals all, all avoidable, there were a, a fair few positives to take as well, which is why I don't think the Luton fan base were too um, upset with the with the result in the end because they, they did see positive signs from, from the side. And I think that's sort of reflected on Rob Edwards and his post-match presser as well, that, that he did recognise the positive elements of the game. And um, yeah, just as you said at the start of the show, Andy, it was just... Um, being on the wrong side of a of a three two result at Kenworth Road. Absolutely, and you know we mentioned last week when you've got two centre forwards like we've got, they're going to cause problems to anybody. They're going to you know the strength and the power and the quality. If we can supply them, if we can help them, you know if we can get runners off them, if we can um, put put crosses in the box and and give them opportunities, they're going to score goals. You know the form and the, the confidence and the the space that Carlton Morris is in at the minute. It is phenomenal. I think he's. A, I think he'd walk into any team at this level. I think anyone would take him at the moment, um, especially with his age and, you know, his. I would say, I'd, I'd be amazed if if Premier League clubs aren't looking at him. Um, and then, likewise, Adebayo, because we know his, you know, his raw qualities are immense. So, any central defensive partnership or, or a back three in the in the Championship will look at those three and say, well, you know, you know, they're going to give us a hard time and to. You know, to 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 go two 0 up at home um, is is a real credit to us and, and shows how good we can be. I think I, I totally agree with Rob Edwards in in the sense that the time of the goals were the killer, um, and they they were they were the uh, the ultimate sucker punches. And um, you know, the fact that we're coming away from a from a game against West Brom, who are you know who've got Premier League players, who have got a Premier League budget. You know, having been disappointed, being two 0 up, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, it shows how far we've come and and how close we are to being a. I think we already are a really, really well, um, uh, well respected championship club. Um, and nobody comes to Luton anymore, and nobody plays Luton anymore, without a fear factor of us or without showing us massive respect. And um, I think that's huge credit to to everything, every everyone at the club, certainly the recruitment guys who have done an incredible job on the budget that we've got obviously Nathan before Rob Rob Edwards who's come in and hit the ground running I think has got has got to be said and he's and he's and I think we will talk about it in a minute he's made little little tweaks little changes and but one thing I would say is I think the players are playing for him and that's a good thing because that's always a little bit of a worry uh, when there's a manager change but everybody seems to be um you know playing for him and, and working for him and um and, and listen yes we've lost the game but we're in a we're in a really positive place and as you mentioned there, we'll, we'll come on now to, to the, those sort of little tweaks that we've seen. Um, of course, when Nathan Jones departed, 
it wasn't a complete ripping up of the playbook. There was a lot of aspects of the game that that we've maintained under Rob Edwards and, and rightfully so, because a lot that the, what Nathan Jones sort of instilled was, was correct and the, the way to go about things at Luton Town. But there has been slight changes, slight um, noticeable changes that, that we've seen in our approach, whether that be in possession, out of possession. And I, I think coming to you, Andy, what, what, what do you think is that, that sort of most noticeable factor from, from what you've seen uh, of Luton under Nathan Jones to, to this sort of new era under Rob Edwards? Yeah, I think I think there have been... I, I like the fact that he's, he's, he's shown the continuity in terms of keeping shape and stuff like that. But there's certainly, I, I think he's... I think he likes to commit players forward more. I think he likes to get. I think Campbell, in the in the three games that we won, got got in more scoring positions than he would, or higher up the pitch and beyond centre forwards, and uh, and showed his energy when he played a bit deeper. I forget which game he played a bit deeper, and I thought that that took out what he was what he'd been good at. Um, so I think I, I think there's lots more energy. I think there's more forward runs. I think you see in. The wider centre halves, whether that's a consequence of it being Bree and the fact that Bree is a, is a wing back, is a full back, that he said, Do you know what, when it's on that side and we can join in, you know, Sheffield United esque when they went into the Premier League or went or won the Championship, went in the Premier League, they very much committed their their uh, wider centre halves forward, and I think we've seen that under Edwards more than we have under we did under under Rob, uh, under Nathan Jones, and I think even Burke, you know, the goal at Huddersfield, it comes from that. You know, the goal at Huddersfield, he's got on the overlap, I think, or, or, or in a lap of, of Bree, got into the box and, and took his goal like a season centre forward. Um, and I think that has been, and I think we can do that. When you've got, it's not so much the other side because Potts probably hasn't got the legs of, of Bree or, or of Burke, um, but he can do it and he can join in. And when you've got Potts and Potts and, and Bell on one side, basically two fullbacks, and then you've got Bree and, and Doherty on the other side or Burke and Bree on the other side, You've got the ability to do that, and I think he's identified that and he's seen that, um, and he's allowed us to do it more. And I think that therefore then allows you know the midfield to to shuffle around a little bit. As I say, Campbell joining in and uh, and making those penetrating runs, he, he can score goals. We've seen he score goals, and I think he has got that energy and that 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 cleverness to to time his runs forward and time his runs to get into the box. Um, and then it's about getting the quality from deliveries from wide areas when we do get when we do commit. I think we we are committing players into the box a lot, maybe doing a disservice to the to, to Nathan in what he's doing. But I, I am seeing lots of bodies filling the box, getting in the box. I'm seeing we're seeing lots of different goal scorers, you know, Doherty pop, pop, popping up with a goal. Um, and then the continuation of, of Morris's form, the continue, you know, Adebayo coming into a, a bit of form, as we said, he was he was good on Saturday. So um, I, I think he's, you know, he's, he's certainly stamped a little bit of his own um, philosophy on it without ripping up the the book that got us to to a really good place. But it's interesting to see. I think he will continue to evolve it. I think he's that type of manager. I don't think he'll. I see. I think he'll still he'll be seeing things that he perhaps doesn't quite like still. Um, and that's you know that's up to him to to go and change it. Um, I, I'd be surprised if if he's if he's if he's happy with the, the the back four or the back three, the three centre-halves. You know, Potts has played a lot and he's done okay in games. Um, he's done okay. He's, he's certainly performed probably better than he did at times last season, I think. But, you know, I'm, I'm a big advocate of round pegs in square, in round holes, sorry. And, um, and I think, you know, he's shown good trust in the likes of Louis Watson, who's, who's come in. 
I thought he did well when he came on on Saturday. You know, I think, I think as I said last week, he's the type of player who we need in there, who can get on the ball, who can dictate in the middle of the park, the direction. He's positive, he plays forward. I'd like to see him in there with maybe Clark and uh, Campbell getting forward and supporting. I think he can do that. He's tenacious as well. So, yeah, there's not huge changes, but there's there's certainly things that I think he has he's improved us with. Um, and I think that's that's um, credit to him. Yeah, as you say, it's that sort of evolution process. Um, sort of he's inherited this squad that's in a very, very good place, but he's also got his own ideas. He won't want to chuck all of his own uh, own ideas onto the squads and, and, you know, implement too many changes at one time. But ultimately, the, the um, process will be that he wants to, to leave his print. And, and, you know, there's different... Um, aspects of his sort of managerial self that he will want to implement on these players. And I think we've seen little bits of that. I think Louis Watson coming in and, you know, very, very technically gifted, very brave on the ball, but he's also, um, you know, positive and, and somebody that recycles possession very, very well. Um, I think we've seen when he has played, our, our possession figures are a lot higher. That, that of course, comes down to um, the opposition we're playing, but but also comes down to the kind of player he is. He always wants the ball, and and then that's something I've noticed so far that that when Watson plays, um, he's always showing for the ball, and in in ways that perhaps Pelly and and um, Jordan Clark they they do show for the ball, and that there are occasions where they do that very very well. But Watson seems to to always be available. He's somebody that that's movement off the ball. He's, he's you know, just as good as, as when he gets on the ball and, and looks to dictate play. So I think that's something that, that we could look forward to, um, seeing him in the first team picture a lot more as, as the rest of the season goes on. And as you say, when he came on, on on Saturday, didn't look out of place against the top, top championship side again. So that's credit to, you know, his performances, credit to his development, credit to, to Nathan Jones, the recruitment team at, at spotting him at Derby. And yeah, as, as I think we've said a lot on, on the Oak Road Hat podcast, we're very, very excited to see how he develops. He's a, obviously a very, very exciting talent. Yeah, and it's, you know, unless you put these players in, unless you give them time on a pitch, you're never going to know. Um, and I think it's, you know, it takes a brave man to do it because you, you're almost stepping into the unknown with these younger players. But I think you have to trust your recruitment team. You have to trust, you know, what you what you see every, every day on the training ground. Um He's certainly not a shrinking violet, Louis Watson. He can handle himself and get perhaps sometimes a little bit too fiery, uh, but you certainly don't want to take that out of his game. And um, I, I too are, are very much looking forward to his development and his, his evolution. I, again, he's only going to do that if he gets game time. And and I think he, I think when you look at our midfield, you know, Clark's developed into a central midfielder. Um, he's not really a central midfielder, but. Um, he's done a phenomenal job. He's been probably potentially our best player, perhaps behind Morris this season, in my opinion. Um, so there is the opportunity for me to, to to put him in and give him a, a, a run of games, um, and, and hopefully he can he can repay the manager for his his faith and his uh, giving him the opportunity of, of getting in the team and keeping the shirt. Well, that is all for today. A big thank you to you, Andy, for, for coming on for the first episode of Put It In The Mixer. Of course, mentioned before, it's the extended branch of the Oak Road Hatter podcast, and we're excited to, to continue that and hopefully bring you more episodes in the not-so-distant future. Reminder to like, share, and subscribe on YouTube. It's a new 
adventure for us so all will be appreciated the normal podcast will be back on thursday as well so make sure to tune in for that but until then it is a goodbye from us away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.